0: Welcome to the Intuitively Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Levine. Living Intuitively Wild is about coming back home to ourselves. Here, we talk about how to live connected to ourselves, others, and nature, and make a commitment to radical authenticity, vulnerability, and acceptance. On this podcast, we delve into a wide range of topics that span the human experience. We peel back the layers and talk about the things that are often not talked about this is a space for us all to walk and wander this path of life together. Let's dig into our roots and go deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here for a solo episode, and I've been really looking forward to recording this one because the topic was a request from someone in the community, and they were really interested in Talking about how I have made and kept friends despite having traveled and moved so much and you know I do consider myself an expert in this topic so I was very excited to have this request and really excited to go into it so I have many different thoughts and experiences on this topic and I'm gonna go through all of them to an extent as best I can And then at the end, I'm going to go into some aspects of human design that we can look at in our chart to see how we best make friends, keep friends, what we need in relationships, how we show up in relationships, and whatever other details I feel possible to fit in to a podcast like this. I want to start off by saying that honestly, as we get older, making new friends is really hard. And sometimes maintaining and staying in touch with friends is really challenging because we are no longer in school, we're no longer seeing each other every day, we are all all over the place and we all have different schedules and different priorities and different things on our mind and on our plate. And when we're younger, it's more suited to seeing the same people every day and forming those bonds and relationships. And so it is up to us to take responsibility for putting in the effort and the energy to show up for the people in our lives. And one reason I think I am so qualified to talk about this is because I have spent so much time by myself. I have spent a lot of time doing my own thing and feeling like I needed to be independent and be by myself. And a lot of that was because of insecurity, was because of fear of people leaving me. So I would leave first, uh, feeling like I would let people down if they got too close. I would disappoint them. I wouldn't be who they expected me to be. So there can be a lot of things that come up when we let people into our lives, when we let people closer to us. And so knowing what that is for us is really important. And the way I know that is because I got to know myself. It's because I decided to really get to the root of who I am and why I do the things I do and why I think the way I think and why I show up the way I show up in my life, in my relationships. And it really helped me see things from a new perspective. So honestly, I think that being a good friend, being someone who can be in a healthy, reciprocal, loving relationship of any shape or form starts with yourself. It starts with knowing yourself. It starts with being confident in yourself and knowing who you are and what you need in relationships and not people pleasing or trying to be who you think someone else wants you to be and being brave enough to be completely authentic and vulnerable. And that can be really scary and it's extra scary when we are so terrified of being by ourselves. So we have to get really comfortable with being by ourselves because especially if you're moving somewhere new or you are trying to find new friendships, you have to let it take its time. There are going to be time periods where you don't have someone to hang out with or you don't know people who want to do the same things that you want to do. And so you have to let it take its time and be okay with doing things on your own. And I think that having that foundation, having the foundation of knowing yourself, being confident in yourself, and being okay doing things on your own is what allows you to enter a relationship from a really grounded and regulated space and not trying to shape shift or latch on to someone or adjust yourself to be what the other person wants and that energy is picked up on if you are entering a relationship a friendship from a dysregulated space where you don't know yourself don't feel comfortable feel anxious feel like you have to latch on to this person that will be felt by the other person and it'll either repel them or And there might be this like anxious avoidant type situation or they might just want nothing to do with you or they will consciously or unconsciously take that to their advantage. You know, things will be on their timeline. They'll expect you to show up in a way that serves them. And it just leads to an unhealthy relationship and an unbalanced relationship. Because the thing is, friendships should be reciprocal. If there is one thing I've learned about friendships, it is that they should feel reciprocal. They should be reciprocated. The energy should be the same. You should not feel like you are putting in more energy than the other person. You should not feel like you're the one who always has to reach out or make the plans or put in the effort or that you care more than the other person. Your friends should make you feel good. They should make you feel really good about yourself. You should leave your connection with them, your hangout, your meeting, whatever, your play date, as we used to say, feeling good, not feeling exhausted, not feeling insecure. Of course, our anxiety can come in the way and make us overthink things that happened, especially with new people. That's something different. But when you put that aside, how did this person make you feel? And of course, if we are introverts, we can often feel tired after hanging out with someone. Yes, but it's a different type of exhaustion. Do you feel like that person just completely sucked the energy out of you? Do you feel like that person kind of abused your energy, took it from you, didn't refill your cup in any sort of way? And do you feel like they saw you? Because when we're meeting new people, we have to be comfortable being misunderstood and it not working out. We should put ourselves out there and hang out with someone and then be honest with ourselves about how that made us feel and not settle for people who don't make us feel good and who don't make us feel seen. And it's not about expecting perfection. Because no one's perfect and especially with friendships, we can't expect everyone to show up for us perfectly all the time or at all because then that's us expecting them to shapeshift to what we need. It's really just about meeting each other where we're at. Does it feel good? Does it feel reciprocal? And also allowing different friends to be different things to you. Like I have some best friends, a very small handful that I talk to every day. I have some that I talk to once a week. Some it's just random check-ins. And some that I go to for advice. Some that I go to to make me laugh. You, You know, we have different friends for different things and we can't expect one person to be everything for us. And of course, we have those like soulmate friends and that's amazing too. But just remembering that different friends are good for different things and that is totally fine. And along with that, Different friends are good for different times in our lives. It's okay to have a friend that you just hang out with for a month and then it passes. There's a saying that I love, which is that people are either here for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And I found that to be really true. Sometimes people just pop into our lives and we have this amazing experience with them. Some people teach us something so profound and healing And then the relationship doesn't last. And then some people are with us for the long haul. And it's about being okay with that. And being curious and open and accepting of that. Because I'm someone who, if someone's in my life, I'm very loyal. I like to go deep with people. And I only like to let people into my life who are really meaningful and who I know will be with me for a long time, but that's not always possible. Sometimes we have to be brave enough to give people a chance and be vulnerable and try things out. And sometimes we share something that we would only share with a close friend and then that person doesn't stay in our lives for a long time. And that can be hard, but it's okay. Because we are impacting each other in ways that we can't even realize. Who knows how you impacted that person that you shared that story with? Who knows how they impacted you? So we just have to really go off what feels right for us in each moment of our lives, really tuning into our intuition. Again, coming back to knowing ourselves and what feels right for us in each moment, what our intuition is telling us in each moment. Especially when you are meeting someone new, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and put more energy in at first. Be okay with being the one who goes first. I feel like I talk about this a lot in different contexts and it feels true here. Be okay with being the person who opens up first. Be okay with being the person who plans the activity first. Of course, like I was saying, after that, you want the energy to feel reciprocal, But starting a new friendship, especially as we're older, it can feel hard. It can feel sticky and scary and we all have a lot going on. So be okay with being the one who goes first in the beginning. And so important, don't make up stories or assume things about people. Really come from a neutral place. Give people the benefit of the doubt. If someone's not responding to your text messages, a new friend that you just met, don't assume or project your fears and worries onto them. Don't assume they're mad at you or they don't wanna hang out with you. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they got really busy. Maybe there's so many things that could happen and we really want to be confident. And trust the energy that you're picking up. Trust your intuition. If you're feeling like you like this person and you think that they actually could be a really good friend for you, then continue to put in the effort. If something within you is saying, okay, this doesn't feel right, then back off. Something that happens a lot to me is around timing, trusting the timing. There'll be certain people I'll meet and I'll be really excited and feel like they could be a good friend, but then I try to plan something and put in the effort it's just not working out we're just not clicking so i let it go and then it comes back around and all of a sudden we meet up and it just flows so put in the effort put yourself out there and then also trust the timing trust what feels good i think that's a really big thing with friendships like i was saying before friendships should feel good they're here to elevate our lives and so if things feel really hard and like you're constantly pushing up against a wall, it might not be right for you at all or just right now. So go where there feels flow. Go with what comes easefully and naturally and not effortlessly, but easefully. Okay, but how do we find these friendships in the first place? We just moved somewhere new or we are in a place where we don't have a lot of friends or all our friends moved away or we're trying to find new friends how do we find these people it's kind of like dating you put yourself in positions to meet people and you put yourself in positions to meet people where you like to be so do you like to paint do you like to play sports do you like to go to coffee shops and again being comfortable doing things by yourself. Go out and do things by yourself that you love to do, and see if you meet people. Specifically, I think it's it's helpful to do things in groups, like you know a a group painting class or a woman's meetup near you that is going hiking or a full moon circle. I've met so many friends at full moon circles or yoga classes. Or coffee shops. And again, if you go to a coffee shop or something, it does take that bravery to introduce yourself to someone or spark up a conversation with someone. But it really happens. And it really can turn into a friendship. Also, social media. You can't knock it. One of my very, very, very best friends who I talk to every day, I met through social media. So, and she just randomly found me, reached out to me, and we immediately clicked. So... I recommend if you feel drawn to someone, trust that. Reach out to them. It could Nothing could come from it, but also an amazing friendship could come from it. So allow your intuition to guide you to the people. Follow that flow. And just go out into the world and be curious and be open. And don't only look for people who you have been friends with before like the type of people because you're growing you're changing and it could be really interesting to see who you attract if you're open to everyone don't expect them to be the same as you or the same as friends you've had in the past just be open to different people and be open to being surprised by who you might connect to and when you're getting to know people be curious Seek to understand them. Seek to really know them. Go deep with people. It doesn't mean you have to talk about your traumas and hardest moments um, the first time you meet or even you know, the first month that you meet, but be present with them. Really ask them how they are, what they do, who they are, and let yourself get to know them let yourself be open to getting to know them and let yourself be open to them getting to know you. Because even though we might say we want friends, it can be really scary to let people into our lives. So let people get to know you, be curious and open to getting to know them, but with no expectations, no need for this to turn into a lifelong friendship, no need for them to be a certain way or be a certain person to you. Just be open and curious. It is like dating. (laughs) Just be open and curious. And then once you've met the friend and you've been feeling it out, you've been willing to go first and get to know them and make plans and it's flowing and it's feeling really good, now it's about maintaining it. And that takes effort, that takes the decision to make this person a part of your life. And again, different people will hold different positions in your life. And it's also about asking yourself, what do I have the capacity for? And what do I want? Am I looking for a friend who I can talk to every day? Am I looking for a friend who I can call when I'm feeling really down at any time and know that they'll support me? Or am I just looking for a friend who I can text once in a while or who makes me laugh or who sends me really amazing song recommendations or who I can go to dinner with on a Friday night. You know, what are you looking for and what does this friend mean to you? What purpose do you think they are meant to hold in your life? What feels right and good for you regarding this specific person? And everyone's different. Something I've really realized and human design has helped me realize this is that different people show up in relationships in different ways so it's about being okay with that and sometimes it can be hard to find the friends that show up in the way that you show up so again it takes that vulnerability to show up how you want to and how you want them to but also then adjusting as you go so maybe this friend hates texting and will only call you once a week Or maybe you're looking for a friend who you can talk to every day, but this friend only wants to catch up once a month. You know, it's, that's okay. And sometimes you'll find that perfect friend who can match you exactly. And again, going back to that reciprocal energy, say you're looking for a friend who you want to be able to talk to every day, but this friend will only be able to talk to you once a month. But when you do meet up with them or talk to them, it feels so good. They are so good to you. They fill you up. They show up for you. They seek to understand you. And it just feels good. So the energy is still reciprocal there. And you just adjust what you put out. Maybe you don't text them every day. You just adjust to that. But it's still they can still be a really amazing friend in your life. And if you're someone like me who lives far away from all her best friends and loves talking to my friends, loves supporting them and being there for them and knowing what's going on in their day. It's about putting in the effort and the time to maintain that friendship. So like I said, I have some friends who I voice note with them every day and that feels so good. And they show up for me in that way too. And then I have some friends who We plan a FaceTime once a month or we I know we randomly sporadically text each other and I put in the effort to text them and also remembering things that are going on in their lives. So if I know a friend has an interview coming up or a date that they're going on, I'll check in with them or if they're going through a hard time, I'll check up on them. So it's just about being really present with your friends, even if it's from afar and Having fun with it. Like, this is what the internet is good for. You can send them funny memes that you find on Instagram or a video that you think they would really like. For me, that feels really good. Also, knowing your friends' love languages like, mine's quality time, but my friends aren't here. So, hearing a voice note every day feels so good. Or getting a message that said, This made me think of you feels so good. So, knowing what Feels good for your friend. I have one friend who loves gifts, so I'll send her flowers or I'll bring her a body oil that I made, you know. Or I have one friend who loves words of affirmations, so I write her a card when I see her. Or I know that my text messages will really impact her, and I'm really aware of that. So knowing your friends, knowing who they are, and knowing who you are and what you need is really important. And being able to communicate to your friends who you are and what you need. If you have a friend who isn't showing up for you in the way that best supports you, being able to be vulnerable and have that conversation, it can be really scary and uncomfortable, especially if you're still getting to know them. But again, here, trust your intuition, trust what feels right. And if that friend feels like it's worth the effort, I would urge you to have that vulnerable conversation with them about what you're needing, whether you wish that they made the plans more and it wasn't always you making plans or they weren't on their phone when you were together, you know, it could be so many different things, but just being able to talk to them about what you need. Also, I think something that goes a long way, especially as we are getting older, is if someone's reaching out to you and you are really busy and you don't have the time to respond just sending them a quick text why or you don't even have to explain yourself just saying I see your message I really want to respond to you but I'm gonna to have to get back to you next week or I'm just really busy right now you know I just I think it goes a really long way to not ghost friends to not leave them on read and to tell them and show them that you're thinking of them even if you can't fully show up in the relationship right now and continuously checking in with yourself about How does this relationship make me feel and adjusting accordingly, whether that's decreasing or increasing your effort or energy in the relationship, whether that's talking to them, whether that's removing yourself from the friendship. I think that continuous check-in can be really important and showing up in a way that makes you feel proud of yourself. I love being a good friend. I pride myself on being a good friend, especially because I wasn't always, it's not that I was a bad friend. I just was more caught up in what was going on in my life and more caught up in my anxieties and more caught up in, you know, going off and doing my own thing and being very solo and off the grid and that served me and I needed that, but now I am pride myself on being a good friend because I have seen how important it is to have good friends in our lives, to have that support and that connection and that depth and intimacy. It is so important to me. And so I want to show up as someone that I'm proud of and that comes back again, as always to knowing yourself and being comfortable and confident in yourself because you want to be someone that other people want to be friends with. You want to be someone who brings this love and light and energy to the relationship that people want to be around. And of course, it's not about showing up perfectly and showing up bubbly and happy and in love with life all the time. (laughs) Not at all. You want your friends to be able to see you imperfectly and to be around your friends when you're feeling low or down or going through hard times. But overall, just being someone who you are proud of and showing up in the relationship in a way that you are proud of. Okay, I want to touch on some things with human design because there can be a lot of nuance to this. And one part of human design that can play into this is our energy type. So there are five different energy types and each interacts with the world in different ways. Each brings things into their world in different ways. So I'm going to go through each energy type and how their strategy can impact how you make friends. And your strategy, to be clear, is how each energy type brings things into their world. Also, this is going to be very watered down, very high level, and human design is so specific and gets really deep. So just know that there's a lot more to it than this. But first type, let's start with manifestors. If you are a manifester, you are here to initiate. So if you get that knowing within you that, oh, I want to be friends with this person or, oh, I want to do this or talk to this person or X, Y, and Z, go out and take action. Initiate. Get that person's number. Invite them out to dinner. Make plans. Text them first. Manifestors are here to get the ball rolling. Generators. If you are a generator, you are here to respond. And what that means is you want to wait until something is brought into your world through any of your five senses, and then you have a response to it, and then you go out and take action. So for example, you could see an ad for a painting class and you feel that gut yes response to it. You feel energized by the thought of it. Your body just leans towards that and your body says yes. Then go out and book that class, And you might be really surprised by where it leads you. And if this can also be seeing someone and having that gut yes response to them and then going up to them and talking to them, it can very much be taking that action as well. You just want to make sure that you're truly having that gut yes response. And then it continues to feel good in your gut as time goes on. And this is very similar for manifesting generators as well. They need to have that gut yes response and then they can take the action. For projectors, their strategy is to wait for an invitation. So this is where I can feel a little bit more tricky and I don't want this to feel disempowering. I want this to feel empowering because you are waiting for the invitation in the sense that you are stepping into the world with confidence in your gifts and your magic and putting out to the world. I'm here to be seen, to make friends. I want to attract friends into my life. And then the invitation can be something like someone. Of course, it can be a formal invitation or someone coming up to you. Or it can just be this energetic invitation. Like you make eye contact with someone and you can tell that they really want to talk to you. Or someone's lingering by your table and, or someone follows you on social media and is commenting on your stuff or looking at your stories. That can be an invitation. So feeling where that energy feels reciprocated, but making sure that you are not going up to someone out of the blue and initiating and taking action in that way, because that's just a sign that that person's not ready for your gifts. You really want to make sure that whoever you are connecting with is open to receiving the wisdom and the magic that you have to share. And so that's where the invitation can be really helpful is because when someone sends you the invitation, they're acknowledging, I see you and I want to connect with you and I'm ready for what you are here to share. And I think you will find that the more you lean into that, the more easily things will flow for you. And the more you will be recognized because you will be recognized if you recognize yourself and walk out into the world with confidence instead of trying to force and initiate and take action without that initial interaction and invitation. But one last thing that I really want to add and highlight is that projectors do not need an invitation to take action in their own life in a way that only impacts themselves. So you do not need to wait for an invitation to join a painting class or go out to dinner. You can make the decision, oh, I feel called to go to this painting class or oh, this is where I wanna go to dinner. The invitation just comes in when it's about your wisdom and your gifts and your knowledge and your ability to share them with others and with the world. So I just want to summarize to give you a clear example. Manifestors can just wake up and say, oh, I need to take a painting class. I have this idea. I'm going to go out and take a painting class. And then they might meet a ton of friends there. Manifesting generators and generators need to wait for something to respond to. So say they see a flyer about a painting class or they hear someone else talking about a painting class. And then they have this gut response of yes, I need to go there. Then they go and they might meet a bunch of friends. The projector can have this knowing that they want to go to a painting class. And again, this will show up nuanced based on your authority, your intuition. But they'll have this decision to go to a painting class and then they go and then someone will come up to them and talk to them or someone will invite them to something or someone will make eye contact with them. So those are a little bit of the differences. I hope that that is clear. And now there's one more type. And the last type are reflectors. Reflectors, they are very chameleon-like in the sense that they can take on different energies at different times. So at one moment, they might be more like a generator. And at one moment, they might be more like a manifester. It's about tuning into what feels right for you right now. So for reflectors, it's really important to be present and to acknowledge what you're feeling right now and just go with it. Allow yourself to change and trust what feels good in the moment. Trust what feels like you in this moment. Never go against yourself. So if yesterday it felt really good to sit back and wait for an invitation, but today you really feel like it makes sense to you to go out and take action, trust that. Go with that. One more piece of your human design chart that can be really helpful with this that I want to touch on are your profile lines. So your profile is Your personality, and everyone has two numbers in their profile. It'll look like a decimal if you're looking at your chart. It could be a three six, or a two four, or a five two. It will be a number from a one through a six. And each number holds a different energy and a different personality, which can really impact how we see the world and how the world sees us and also how we interact with the world, how we digest the world and what we need from the world. So for example, if you have a one in your profile, that means that it's really important to you to have a foundational level of knowledge. So when it comes to making friends, it's really important to have a strong foundation with your friendships. You really wanna build that trust and that strength in the relationship and when you're making plans, it might be really important for you to know certain things before you meet up. Like, what time are we meeting? Where are we going? What are we doing? It's okay for you to want to know those things and to establish that before you meet up. I have one in my profile and it has been really a sigh of relief to allow myself to get this information before I meet up with someone and to know that it's really important for me to feel like there's a strong level of trust and knowing within the relationship. If you have a 2 in your profile, it means that you need a decent amount of time by yourself. One name for the 2 is the hermit. They get into their own flow by doing their own thing. So you learn and digest information by just going into your own little world and seeing what comes easy to you. And It's important for you to find time to be by yourself. So if you have a two in your profile and you find that you need a lot of alone time, that is okay. Honor that. Of course, it's very important to find the balance between that two line and whatever the other number in your profile is. But just know that you wanting alone time is a huge part of who you are and how you function in the world. If you have a three in your profile, you are here to experiment and just try it all out. Let yourself go out there and make mistakes and fall down and get back up and laugh while doing it. You are here to learn by doing. So go out and try something new. Just put yourself out there, make a friend. It's all about trying and experimenting and letting it be fun and not taking it so seriously and also sharing your experiences. If you have a three in your profile, people really wanna hear about all you're trying, all you're doing and all you've learned from it. So as you're making friends, share about your experiences, share about what you're doing, share about what you learned and bring people in on the journey with you. If you have a four in your profile, that means that the people who are close to you are so important. The quality of your life is truly connected to the quality of your friendships and your relationships. So be okay with being really discerning about who you let into your life and who you tell certain things to. You might also find that you meet new people and new experiences and opportunities come to you through people that you already know and are already close to. So if you're looking for new friends, maybe ask your friends who you already have if they know anyone. Like if you're moving to a new city, ask your friend if they know anyone in that city. And make sure that the people that you are connecting with are people that you would be proud to call a friend, that you would really want to have in your inner circle. You want to make sure that Your inner circle feels really good. And some people will be meant for you, and that will feel so obvious and so good. And some people won't be for you. And you'll have to understand why or rationalize that or feel bad about it. Just let who feels good be close to you and let the rest fall away. But don't be afraid to let people close to you. Fours can often be afraid that if they let people in, people might leave. And so then they don't let anyone in in the first place, but really let people get close to you if it feels right to you. If you have a five in your profile, it's a little bit different than the four because fives are here to impact a large group of people. Fives are here to talk to everyone the same way, whether they know them really closely or they don't. They would talk to them in the same way. They would share in the same way. They would have the same tone of voice. It would feel more impersonal in the sense that they just can open up to people more quickly. They're here to impact people more deeply in a more wider range of people and just have that really large impact on a bigger scale. And this is not to say that fours can't have that or other numbers can't have that. It's just that fives are really meant to reach a wide audience and they're also here to be helpers and healers they have this save the day energy that people can really pick up on and people can expect them to solve their problems and save the day and it's really important for people with a five in their profile to know what day they're here to save to trust their intuition and their energy to show them what they're here to do And to not get caught up in solving everyone's problems just because people expect you to. Get really clear on what feels right for you and don't be afraid to set those boundaries. Because people can see five lines as someone with a lot of potential and project all these things onto them. And so it can be easy for fives to feel misunderstood or like people are only seeing one side of them. So it's important to know yourself really, really well. Know what problems you are here to solve. And then also have certain people who you are really, really close to who you show all different sides of you who really do see you and really do understand you because it's okay if certain people only see certain sides of you but you want to make sure that you know who you are and that you have certain people in your life who also know who you are and know every side of you and if you have a six in your profile this can get very nuanced but a lot of the times you can show up as a three so again listen back to the three and allow yourself to experiment have fun share And also, see yourself as an authority. Know that you have this wise wisdom that people want to hear from you and they want to learn from you and they see you as someone who is very wise and knowledgeable. So everyone will have two numbers in their profile and... Both of them are very impactful energies and parts of who you are. The first number in your profile might be more conscious to you and how you see yourself. And the second number might be a little bit more unconscious to you and more so how other people see you. So the second number in your profile might not resonate as deeply at first, but the more you learn about yourself and the more you learn about that energy, I assure you it will make more sense. And of course... The most important part of all of this is trusting your intuition. And in human design, this is known as your authority. There are seven different authorities, and I'm not going to go through each of them right now. I think I'll make that a whole separate podcast. But in summary, trust yourself. Trust what feels right for you. Trust what your energy is telling you. Trust what your emotions are telling you. Trust what that instinctual gut reaction is telling you. Trust what your tone of voice is telling you. Trust what you're saying. Trust yourself. If someone feels like they can be a really good friend to you, trust that. If something feels off and you have no idea why, trust that. If someone makes you feel really good, if someone makes you feel really drained, if someone makes you feel really emotional, trust it all trust yourself and know that you are meant to have amazing friends in your life. You are an amazing person who is meant to have amazing people in your life. And the more that you are confident in that and confident in yourself and show up in that way, the more you will call them in because we can meet amazing people anytime, anywhere. A lot of it is just timing and luck and trust and energy. So put yourself out into the world with confidence and show up in your relationships and in your experiences in that way. Don't settle, don't people please, don't shape shift, and don't expect perfection. And show up in a way that you are proud of. Show up as the friend that you want to be. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that community is so important Deep connections are so important. Friendship is so important. It's one reason why I'm co-hosting this retreat in April with Victoria because I have gone so long without connection. I've gone so long isolating myself and feeling disconnected, feeling really alone and no one should do it alone. No one is here to do life alone. And of course, like I've talked about being alone and being comfortable, being alone is really important. It's just as important to find your people and be in communities and spaces that make you feel really good and really alive. And of course, it's about knowing yourself first and foremost, loving yourself first and foremost. It is the gift of a lifetime to be able to work with people and help them understand themselves deeper, help them love themselves deeper and trust themselves deeper so that they can go into the world and be that person and show up as that person and I just urge you to take stock of the relationships in your life and the relationships that you want in your life and one way that you can maybe shift or elevate how you are showing up in the world and in your relationships. Just take stock. Maybe journal about it, reflect on it, talk about it. If you have any thoughts or insights, I would love to hear And also, if you have any requests for future solo podcasts, please let me know. It's very helpful for me, actually, because I am a manifesting generator, so I need to respond to things. So let me know. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for being here. If you liked this episode or like this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you rate and review it, if you share it with others. And yeah, I think that's all for now. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Sending you all love. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Intuitively Wild, the podcast. I hope it helped deepen your connection to yourself, sparked some insights, and inspired you to live intuitively wild. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with others and leave a rating and review. And please reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. I will see you next time for more magic.